Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. everybody and good morning and welcome to the home and garden show we are live this is weekly dish at the home and garden show so fun too because it is before the home and garden show has officially opened it opens at 10 yeah so we get to like creep around and do all the like sneak peek of all the fun things that are here i've already like looked around in fact the guy that runs the home and garden show his name's bruce he was like i was literally creeping around the booth oh yeah and he's in this like um golf cart and he like pulls up and he's like uh, and then he looks at me and he goes oh it's you oh it's you <laughs> i'm just the one who's creeping around looking at all the booths right i know well i mean it's kind of it is a little bit spooky we were saying you hear this strange hum but it's also this awesomeness where i like walked by like six adirondack chairs and i was like ooh maybe i want an adirondack chair and oh, there's like I nobody same feeling. there's like nobody here to be in my way and yes. i looked at the paddle north booth and i oh, thought me too. i was like i really want to just stand here and look at this stuff because in like an hour or so it's going to be crammed with people who Total i want chaos. to move out of my way but so you should this come is the gift. because it's super fun right well and be there's so much to see and there's it's a huge space and i would say that if you're at all feeling like you know you need something to sort of be excited about that's what i think is great about the home and garden show because it's full of ideas it's full of inspiration i mean maybe you're not spending you know nine thousand bucks on a on a fireplace for outside but that doesn't mean you can't like dream about, about it yeah and think about like what could like maybe next year and like what could you do to make that happen for you if that's what you want i don't know it's if you think fun. about too like there's all the well we're gonna be talking about edible planters at one o'clock today on the main stage but the horticultural societies here they have the big dahlia plate um tubers oh yeah just some beautiful um hostas that can be hard to find some lilies that are hard to find that they bring here tons of seeds you know what's weird is i came back from mexico right where it was warm obviously for 10 days and then it's been warm here like it's yeah. not today like today's actual winter day and it felt weird because i actually wore a coat yeah but like the birds yeah the birds have come back or they're out i don't know if birds can come back early if they somehow have a clue well i mean it's not like we had a real winter so i, know, I like, think that there has been and i've seen p- people post pictures of some of their plants having like little buds showing yes. up so there's definitely that and there's definitely i think we are gonna walk into an early spring Ooh-hoo. i mean all signs point to it although there were flurries yesterday it was just it was yeah. kind of chilly and once you get past like i don't want to wish away winter 
because I love winter generally. I like snow. I know we need it for our economy, for the environment, for all the things. But one winter taking a break, it's I feel okay. like it's okay. It's okay. Well, and, and I do know that, you know, as we're walking into this week, this is CSA week. So the CSAs are starting to kind of pop around and they're kind of starting to like put their stuff on offer and the farms are planting. If you get any farm newsletters like I do, you, you'll you know that lots of guys and women and people have been in the hoop houses and they've been starting planting. And so there's something about that forward motion that's just hopeful. Seeing like the twins at the you know pitchers and catchers yes. and like spring training and all that stuff. That's hopeful. So I love that. Um, also, Larry Farr, if you follow him, he is the gardening expert on KSTP. He is on Facebook starting to document, like, starting seed journeys. Yeah. And it's just really fun to watch him and what he's planting. Also, winter sowing is still a thing where you can start planter seeds in plants or in pots that aren't pots they're like milk cartons sure. and then you cut them in half you put the seeds in you put the <laughs> like that in. was like a like a kindergarten project but it, we did. Uh, yes I know, and it actually like works yeah so you're seeing some of that so it just it is spring it's spring spring it's, borderline it's spring, spring in our heads <laughs> which of course then makes me feel like and i know that restaurants talk about how you know people start to feel the weather and, they, and here they start to feel it but it's like Suddenly they start thinking, oh, I want summery. Th- I want corn. I want tomatoes. Corn. And you're like, it's not ready yet. Like, we need to get through a whole harvest season. So you're in the middle or towards the tail end of restaurant week. Yes. There's still a couple days left. And is there anything that you had or that you're like, this is I mean, the I thing? haven't, I, I've unfortunately been in, in, uh, under deadline stuff. So I haven't been able to go out a lot for dinner and stuff. But there's just a lot of great, I've heard from a lot of people that there's been some really great experiences out there. So yeah. I feel like it's too- out there that I'm hearing about Restaurant Week in a new way because I think there's a lot of new people in it. Well, there were 72 places this year, which is okay, hilarious. But there there were, you know, and I mean, we talked about this last week a little bit, but there was a lot of, um, there was just a lot of different price points and a lot of different ways into Restaurant Week, which I think was nice. Um, you started something that I just like want to like high five you. The, um, you have a segment that you're doing now, and I think it's a digital feature where it's the forty. Yeah, let's hold off on that. One. Oh, are you going to talk we'll about talk it? About oh, I'm that so later. excited. <laughs> I saw it and I was like, oh, she's so smart. Yeah, nope, it's good. We're going to do it. Um, do you want to hear just a tiny bit about Mexico? Can yeah, I do have a go funny ahead. Story? Let's do it. So I go to this place every year, Extapa Zihuatanejo. Zihuatanejo is like a fishing village that's a town. And then Extapa is kind of where the tourist part is. So you get sort of the best of both worlds. Yep. And we stay in a townhome that my aunt and uncle rent. And it comes with a housekeeper. Her name's Socorro. Her daughter's name is Gloria and they both maintain the house together. I guess this is not an uncommon thing that people have housekeepers that live with them and such is life. So they, she cooks and my, like we don't really eat three times a day, but my uncle does. So yeah. there's just like all this cooking that's happening all the time. And I've learned a lot about Mexican cooking from her. So my uncle who is Stephanie Hansen times 10. Oh yeah. He is the most gregarious talks to anybody he'll be in a in a shopping mall and invite you over to his house he decided that we were gonna have a super bowl party and at this point my daughter ellie was there with her girlfriend and we had all of our family there so he invited 22 people like from around the pool from like wow people he's met in town yeah yeah so fine we're having a super bowl party but we're having it in our town home where we're staying next door <laughs> because 
he wanted Socorro, our cook, to do the cooking. Oh, okay. So I was like, okay, so we're having this big Super Bowl party. So she and Gloria made this most amazing spread of food, like taquitos, you know, and guacamole and aguachile and all the fruit waters. And it was just empanadas. Like they made this seriously amazing, authentic Mexican snack spread. Wow. And then all these people came that we didn't know. And you couldn't get the commercials because it was on Mexican television. Sure. They, everything was in Spanish. So we went upstairs and Ellie had like an NFL game day ticket that we could watch it in English. Mm-hmm. So on Ellie's phone, seven of us of our family yeah. sat in a bedroom on a bed upstairs. And downstairs, I could hear like people like, where's the chips? Who's got more chips? I'm like, I don't know any of you people. Oh my God, how weird. It was so weird. And at the same time, so funny. And the people were so loud. Yeah. And just drank all of our booze, ate all of our food. It was hysterical. And then the next day, my uncle, who I just dearly love, he was like, well, it would have been nice if like someone from the family would have been at the party with us. And we were like, well, you should have invited people we knew. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Funny. So I had a whole party. Yeah, that you didn't oh, go people to. People I didn't know, that I didn't really attend. I did get to eat some of the food. Weird. I know. It was totally funny, though. <laughs> and and you, they, the game was on delay. So it was delayed in English, but happening like live in Spanish. Yeah. So we would hear them all cheering <gasps> downstairs and then, and then wait for the next play. Especially at the end. Oh, yes. my God. Did you love it? Did you love the Super Bowl? Did you love Usher and the roller skating thing with Rydal Skates? And No, I mean, like, it was fine. I wasn't like, I actually was traveling. I was coming back from Seattle. And so I kind of came home and I'd had the the game on, you know, record. Sure. So I was just sort of like by myself in my house going, yeah, okay. And I didn't have like the normal snack buildup because I was, yeah, I was traveling. And so it was Which, sort of like I just watched some of the game and then I was forward faster through the game to watch the commercials. But I didn't think the commercials were that great this year. Not really. The Duncan one was pretty good. Yeah, but. that was about it, though. I was sort of disappointed overall as far as like the commercials go. Well, and let's face it, for us, isn't the game just about the snacks? And if you're yeah. not able to have and those I mean, snacks, it was why a good bother? game to watch to realize that there was like, you know, the points and you're watching it sort of be like people were I could tell people were you know tense and it was kind of a good ending but I kind of turned over to Night Detective or whatever True Country or True Detective which had its finale which we can't spoil for you no right right so there it goes but that's it well, we have a great show coming up yeah. for you today. We are live at the Home and Garden Show. We are in the Backyard Lounge. I hope you come and say hi when you get here at 10 a.m. Run right to the back right corner when you walk in the door. That's where we are. We're going to talk about restaurants today. We've got some kitchen trends. We're going to talk to the Closet Factory. Stephanie, uh, the closet demolition has started. So I'm oh, going to tell you about that. Okay, we'll hear about uh, that. You are listening to The Weekly Dish. We're going to take a break, and we'll be right back live from the Home and Garden Show. When you think about closets, you're live at the Home and Garden Show, and there's lots of uh, renovations and home improvement things. You want to think about Closet Factory. They are a local-owned company. They will come into your space and help you reimagine, redesign it. And yeah, it starts with closets, but it could be a pantry. It could be an office. It could be a guest bedroom. It could just be an entryway where you need to have a place for everybody to drop their stuff, their bags, their sports equipment. I've had such a blast working with Closet Factory. They've helped me reimagine my actual closet. But we've got some other things coming up in store, too, just because you can make your space your own. You can customize it for yourself. 
right now, any project that you have, you will get $507 off because I'm so convinced that you're going to love what you're experiencing. They've demoed my closet and literally there was not an ounce of dust. There was not a piece of paper. They were so clean, so great. I love Closet Factory. You should call them and get a project started. Just find out what it could be like. What are you waiting for? Invest in yourself at Closet Factory. You can find more information online. Welcome back to Weekly Dish here on My Talk 1071. We are out at the Home and Garden Show. And, uh, you know, it's, it's not open to the public yet, so we kind of feel like we have our own private Our own private our audience. Own private so we're audience. doing karaoke to karaoke. Leanne Rhymes. How do I live? How do I? Uh, anyway, welcome to your Saturday I'm, and uh, and all the food fun and, and stuff we're going to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about restaurant stuff. Sure. I think we're both talking about some restaurant stuff that's yeah, coming up. Yeah, a little up. bit. Um, but I'm sort of excited by, I wanted to talk about, I got a little sneak peek of a new place that's coming called Pink Ivy Kitchen. Cute. Where is it? It's in Hopkins. And this is the best part of my life is being <laughs> friends with you. So I get to know like all the stuff early. All the things right here. Let me pull it up. So Pink Ivy Kitchen, you guys, is Michael Shaughnessy and Veroca uh, Shaughnessy. And they are, uh, they were running Ad Vellum. Oh, I love these people. I know you do. I know you do. In Malcolm Yard's Market. But um, and this is like to me, this is such an interesting thing because they are I mean, Michael has been cooking around town and he's part of you know he was the opening executive chef of Young Joni and he's cooked all over and he's sort of like a little bit undersung, I think. Like, oh, 100 percent. People don't agree. know when you say Michael Shaughnessy, they don't know it. But I'm telling you that this may be like where we learn about his food, you know, kind of. A yes. And so. I'm kind of excited to think about how uh, what they're doing, and they're they're just basically a mom and pop situation, right? And, and a married couple, yeah. And so it's just, that's challenging and fun. But and... I think they've done that. They've worked together because yeah. she's an industry vet as well. You know, like they're both total pro, um, and they have taken over this little spot. And but I wanted to talk about the decor first about this. Sure, it's kind of interesting because it is there is a moment happening with emerald green and pink. I know, but like emerald green. Seriously, and then the emerald green and pink is like a whole subset of that. Seriously. I'm all for it. Are you in? I am. I went to Sheila Mullen from She Cooks Design's house and filmed something with her. Yeah. And she had an emerald green couch in the kitchen. Oh. And it was velvet. Yes. And it was just like... Oh, yeah. I just wanted to lay down. Like, yeah. being... Officing in a kitchen or being in the kitchen is obviously my happy place. Yeah. But everyone congregates in a kitchen, so it makes total sense to have a couch in there. I know. Well, I've always kind of thought that that like you don't need like your kitchen should just be part of the area. Like you walk into my house and you walk into the table, like the kitchen table is right there, and then there's the kitchen. Like it's all part. Like that's where you sit. I love it. You just like the kitchen table is like the so, gathering spot. So you don't have like a lot of old homes or older homes have like you walk in and there's like a formalized like living area. There was, but and I you made it. Mine into- is the dining room. I turned, so smart. I, because also sitting in front, sit, like if I was going to be sitting there watching TV and having like the window that my neighbors are going to sit there and watch me watch. It's so weird. I think when you drive by anybody's house and you can see what they're watching on TV. I but that's because you and I actually go by people's houses and, look, and we look in the I windows. Know, we're weirdos. <laughs> anyway, but I do agree that there has to be sort of a comfort space to your kitchen. Um, but so this is Emerald thing is kind of what's interesting to me because um, uh, it, it's it's sort of like... I don't know if it happens like zeitgeist. You know what I mean? Like it's almost like it just sort of it becomes. But have you been to the lower? Have you been to the basement of uh, Porzana? No. The Flora Bar. No. It's emerald also green, green and gold. It's all emerald green and gold. And it then is of course, a trend. It is. And then the Emerald Lounge, of course, in St. Paul. Have you been there? Yes. 
So cute, right? Very. So and good food. Right. And Great I guess date spot. I think like in a weird way, I mean, I wonder about this as far as if it's if it really is like a trend that's happening or if it's sort of like subliminal that we're like craving sort of that sort of like warmth yeah, it's, and it's coming a, away from the pure white. Yeah, and the barn, the, like the barn yes. siding and all of the exposed Light, you know, light bulbs, the Edison bulbs and all stuff. I think restaurants, you know, we did that. Were you on when we did the talk about what was on the menu trends nationally? Yes, we okay. did. So I think this was, I was thinking about this as far as what are the trends we're seeing inside restaurants, which is funny that we're at the Home and Garden Show because it's like that. You see these trends, you see things like all of a sudden everybody has Adirondack chairs. Yeah. But I mean, it's the same thing with restaurants. And I think... And design trends. And like how many... I mean, we have Shea Design in the Twin Cities. Right. And it must be challenging for them because they design all these restaurants in our area. And you are trying to always make something fresh and unique to the restaurateur. Right. But there are like practical things about restaurants too, like fabrics that work and colors that work. Truly. Lighting is a big deal in a restaurant. You don't even realize how much lighting impacts a restaurant till you go to a restaurant that has bad lighting. The wrong lighting. And then you're just like, oh my gosh, what is happening here? I will tell you, I was in, I won't name the name because I think they're going to change it, but I was in a place where I literally walked in and I was like, no, I love it except for your lighting. Like, I don't know if you guys are trying to save money on bulbs or something, but like, <laughs> it's it's real bad. <laughs> this I went into uh, Chloe on yeah. like an opening situation and Eric, who was partner there, said, hey, what do you think? I said, I just have to tell you, the lighting over in this area is so bad. Yeah. Like, and he was like, "You're, I know you're right, and I'm trying to get better bulbs. Like, he knew already he knew. before I said it. And it's funny because I think some people will acknowledge that, and some people don't know how to explain that they just don't feel right. You know, I think lighting has that effect on 100%. you. 100%. Where you're kind of like, it just doesn't, like, my food doesn't look good. And yes. if your food doesn't look good, then it might not taste as good as you want it to taste. And there are so many subtleties in a restaurant setting. From music to lighting to uncomfortable, like we are in a lot of restaurants and uncomfortable chairs, people, like they might look super cute, but if you feel like, A, you're going to collapse it because it's so small and it makes you just feel like so uncomfortable that your butt can't even fit on the seat. Yeah. Or that it's just like some seats just aren't right for a restaurant setting. You don't have, or they have arms and you can't get the arms up to the table. Yeah. Or they don't have arms and you're... I don't ever want arms. I don't ever want arms. Arms on a restaurant. That doesn't work No, it's hard. Because that's also like very limiting too. Yeah, because you can't get close enough to your food. Right. Well, I... I want to like get in there, have my oh elbows my on there. I'm gonna house my plate. Well, I was thinking like, as obviously we're a place where we have coats, and so sometimes when you just take your coat off, or if you're wearing warmer, bulkier clothes, and you have like the chair, some girls have hips, and those chairs don't yeah. love us for that. So. Also, I want a place to hold my purse. If I'm at a bar, I want a hook to hang my purse. I yes. don't want to put my purse on the ground. If I put it on the back of my chair, someone's going to walk by and potentially steal it. But do you want that at your table or just the bar? No, I just want it at the bar between my legs. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. want a hook where my purse can hang. Yeah, okay. Please do that. Thank you very I think much. most places do that now. Many most, have, most of them but some don't. That. And then That's you're just true. like, where am I supposed to put this purse? It's I on know. the ground. It's gross. Um, I. How do you feel about the communal dining situation? Are you cool with that? Like, if you're being sad, I was, so after the show last week, we went to, uh, Molly and I went to Guy Noy and did Ann's Noodle Shop, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, we went upstairs and sat, and there was like, they brought us to a table, and there was like, you know, four other people at the table, and. I would say, depending on the type of dining, if it's coffee, sandwiches, soups, and it's a lunch breakfast thing, no problem. 
if it's like a dinner thing, no, I don't want to sit at a dinner table with you. Really? No. Like even for even for just like a quick casual noodle bowl situation? Maybe that, but generally no. But like during the day, it wouldn't bug me because it's like more like fast casual-ish dining. Like you're moving from one place to the next. Yeah, I guess I don't mind it at all. Like I don't mind it. I mean, as long as it's, but I don't think like no one at Boucheron is going to put you at a communal table. You know what I mean? Like it's the type of dining. To me, it's not day parts. It's more about, interesting. you know what I mean? Like Like I don't mind it at at night, but I don't want to have it be like a super fine dining at a communal table. I think too, depending like, I'll just, I don't know. We're Minnesotans. Like we're Nordic folks. Like we don't talk. We don't we have. We do, though. No. I think you're wrong. I think that's a I was like, thing. I, like, I can see maybe in, like, some cultures where you, there's no personal space and it's just, like, that's what they're used to. Then that probably would be a different thing. I think you're wrong because I will tell you this. I have had so many people at communal tables start the chats. Well, and Kurt And you would. are. The, no, you are. <laughs> no, are you I don't. kidding me? Are you, do you have? Do we need a mirror here? You absolutely engage anybody. In fact, you can't even keep eye contact with me right now. You're like looking everywhere. Okay, like, that's funny. That's you. But that's like you engage and as many people who are in your presence. You do that. I feel like uh, the older I'm getting, that I'm talking way less in public settings, and my husband is talking more. Like, we're almost reversing. Weird. Because we'll be out, and he'll just be, like, chatting with the entire bar, and I'm like, why are you, like, come on, we're just here to grab a burger. Everything. And we're out. Some subscriptions just aren't for you. Honey, when do we subscribe to Potato Lovers Weekly? Cat Lady Today? Mold of the Month Club? The New York Mimes? But when you become a member at the YMCA in February, you can get a personal training subscription that is right for you. Plus, Y members gain access to virtual Y and group fitness classes. Wait, mediocre mustaches monthly? Subscribe to a healthier lifestyle. Join the Y at ymcanorth.org. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Welcome back 
back to the weekly dish. I apologize in advance for those of you listening at home. Our clock management has not been the best today. We're we're live at the Home and Garden Show, and we have a little clock here, and we get going, and then we We forget to look at the clock, and it's like, oh, darn it. So we are live. Uh, Home and Garden Show opens at 10 o'clock today. There are lots of fun foodie things here today. I kind of did a little uh, run around. I did. Okay, so if you're one of those people that would love to like have a farm in your backyard or yeah. like garden containers in your backyard made from scratch um Minnesota gardener all these people that i follow on instagram i'm like oh there's a company that will come and do this for you in your backyard it's called a backyard farm oh great so they will make and help do you do they like get... help you do like make you the raised beds yes and that kind of stuff? the garden design and then they'll help you with the edible plants oh, so yeah. you can have like a whole edible backyard garden that you're like a farming, yep. but it's a backyard. That's nice. So they're out here today, which is super fun. Great, great. And then there's a bunch of um, food companies that are out here selling things. Summer Lakes Beverages out here. Um, another person that I got really excited about last year, I happen to have a pond. Yeah, you do. And you have a little teeny tiny, it like, is. a little brookie It's just pond. a little, there's no fish in it or anything. There's right. a couple of plants. And having a pond is a little bit of work. Yeah. Like you got to clean it and you got to know what to do. But in my perfect life, Kurt and I have a pond that is a dip pool. Yes. Like that, a Nordic whatever. Nook. Yeah. So you, it's still small, right. but like you could jump in up to your neck. Yeah. And then you put like a little sauna yeah. out there. The Nordic nook. Remember that? Did you ever go there? That was in your neighborhood. Yes, they're still there. No, they're not. Okay. They can't legally be there. Okay, so they're not there. They're I not probably there. have never been then. Then okay. wink wink. The Nordic Nook. But same idea. Like yeah. why if you Like know. get in your sauna and then you have to you have to keep the pH. If you are gonna dip in your pool, let's be clear, it is a little bit more management. You need yeah, to like keep a it, hot tub. Yeah, you have to keep like a plunge the pool. pH a little bit better, higher and they have to balance it a little bit more. But still, I mean it's a great idea. I know that's did you read the sauna thing in the New York Times? Yes. I mean, all about saunaing. In Minnesota. Yeah. How we're all completely nuts so for it. I loved it. Also, here this is complete hearsay, so I am not a doctor and my claims are not to be verified. Please, However, please don't please don't I have doctors. heard that if you go in a sauna twenty minutes three times a week, that you literally somehow are burning the brown fat in your body. <laughs> Which is the kind of fat that is hard to get rid of just from dieting or exercise. It's the kind of fat that coagulates around your arteries. So that is another great reason. Yum. Um, Another person (laughs) that's here is Grass-Fed Cattle Company. So you can get your meat CSA and get signed up for that with your pasteurized chickens. I need to figure out. I'm on the hunt for someone to do my backyard patio thing that was supposed to happen last year that didn't. Tell me about it. Well, I just, I'm going to put, and here's the the deal is I have an extra dining room table because I, when I moved to this house, you know, it was, I'm, you know, it's, I'm smaller now. Yep. And so uh, I had this table that was going to be, that was acting as a desk and then it was downstairs. So now it just lives in my backyard. It's covered by a tarp, but I want to create a patio under the two huge pine trees in my backyard and have a dining room. I'm going to, I have a solar chandelier in a box that I already bought that I'm going to hang from the trees. I am so all about this. I know you are. And like, it's going to have a, a, just a, just a, a paver patio. And then I'm going to have the dining room table out there and it's just going to be, it's not, 
not like a, a patio table with like an umbrella. It's a dining room table out there. I love it. I know. And so do you need like planters to kind of demarcate it off? I just need, and plus here's the deal. My yard is, is crap. Like because of the two giant Norway pines, my soil is both shaded and acidic. And so I don't have great grass anyway. So what am I doing? I actually hate mowing and I'm totally going to clover the front and the back. I'm just going to paver most of it and leave the other Creeping parts. time. Yeah. I yeah. know. It's like, I, that's going to take care of itself. But the idea of having a paver sort of just as flat paver patio. I like it. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, it's so great. So that's why I'm excited. I'm going to walk around here afterwards and see what's up. Okay. So just wanted to tell you about all the fun things happening at Home and Garden Show. Of course, I'm going to be here at one o'clock today talking about edible planters. Okay. And this is somewhat embarrassing that I came to this so late in life, but I've been a gardener. I'm a flower gardener. Like I like pots. I like to do stuff. It only occurred to me legitimately about three to four years ago that as part of a planter, you could use edible plants <laughs> and that it you could didn't really think about a kitchen garden is what you're saying. N- and not even like just kitchen garden. Like, let's just say, like, I like to bring my house plants outside in the summer. Yeah. And why aren't I putting mint around them as trailers to have mint for cooking and for drinks instead of like buying all the filler of the ivy and the other things oh, that, that I would do? do. Oh, okay. So every pot I have now, I'm thinking about it from the terms of I only want to buy stuff I can eat or make food with. Right. And if I need to have a flower in there, why aren't I doing zinnias or nasturtiums or chrysanthemums? Or, things yeah, that I can eat instead things. of just, ger- I love geraniums, Decor. but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like really thinking about it from the standpoint of, I want to eat the stuff. If I'm going to be spending the money and paying for it, I may as well use it in a cooking setting. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have, uh, I mean, that's like curly kale works for that. Yes. And it's so beautiful. Lacinato kale that I can now say. right? It's not just dinosaur kale. Not dinosaur. Um, Or lactinato. Yeah. I always say the wrong words. (laughs) But nonetheless, like having, like thinking like that is really, I think also like for me, leeks are quite beautiful when you, when they kind of bloom and like, they're yes. like part of, that can be part and of your dill, dillweed. Yes. yes. Like dillweed is really versatile and you can use it fennel. Oh yeah. Fennel you can lose it on lots of things. Yeah. And carrots, like yep. you can use carrot tops almost like parsley. Yeah. In the right dishes. Oh, so yeah. you can why make carrot, carrot top pesto. And just parsley. Yeah. Like parsley. if you think parsley about is very pretty. money that you spend on herbs. Yeah. Like in the summertime? Oh, I never do because I all I do is plant them. And like you that. Grow them. In a weird way, it's like that's I also save myself from the amount of herbs that I throw away that I let die in the little stupid. Oh, it makes you so, so sad. It makes me angry because they go. I think that they're going to last longer because, of course, in the summer I'm used to just having them on my deck. You know what is the best thing to do for that? If and you have to kind of get them. They can be a little tired and a little wonky, but is to make them into like some kind of a chimichurri. No matter what the herb, yeah. you just throw it in. Well, not the ones. Yeah, mine are. They're, they're, they're black. By the time I find them, I'm like, dang it. <laughs> oh, they're black. I remembered I was going to make something with that sage. I went to a couple places this week, and I loved them. <laughs> and one of them, I introduced myself to Marty. is Marty's Deli. Yeah. And I introduced myself as the other Stephanie, because I know you have been a big fan and yes. a big supporter. And I'd never been there. Yeah. And, you know, I, when your job isn't yours, like dining, yeah. you just, I get out a lot, but there's always good places that I don't get to, or I don't live near them, and I have to be intentional about going there. The sandwiches that she's making on that focaccia bread are the most intentional, 
delicious. The egg sandwiches, holy cannoli. They were so good. But just like every single ingredient is homemade there. Yeah. Like she we doesn't even use Hellman's mayonnaise. They're making She's their own mayonnaise. Sometimes, I think. No, they make it. Oh, yeah. They're making all their own aiolis. They're making their own jardinera. They're making their own breads. Like just it was such a great visit. And all of the kids that worked with her, the intentionality with which they approached the food too. Yeah. I could tell she was a good boss. I could tell they enjoyed their jobs. Yeah. No, it was it's a just good crew. fun. It's a good crew. Yeah. Super fun. So that was one just really like, wow, this is a top 10 day. And then the next day I went to uh, Launa Bread. Yeah. On East Lake Street. Good. And like the cutest, like you walk up and it's pink on the outside. Yeah. So another pink building. Mm-hmm. But then we went inside and the intentionality that Tiff and Chris approach their grains that they use to make their breads. And I had literally, and I have eaten croissants in France, people. I had a croissant that I thought was life changing. Mm. It was made with heritage wheat that is grown in Minnesota. Yep. It was super buttery and flaky, like all of that, but it had a sweetness that came from the grain itself, and it was unlike anything I'd ever had before. Wow. And I'd eaten already at this point like seven different types of breads because we were there kind of all morning, and the croissant was the last thing I ate, and I was just like, it stopped me dead in my tracks. It had that crispy, buttery edge. Yeah. It had the flakiness. It had a sweetness to it. That I was like, is there, like, what's the sweetness in here? And I was like, is it honey? And she was like, well, it's it's the grain. Yeah. There is a little bit of sugar, but it's, I think they said sorghum maybe. Oh, yeah. Sorghum is great. It was just, I mean, I was like, wow. And that's wow. at Launa Bread. Yes. yes. And that is on East Lake Street. That's good. And I want to do a, I want to do something at um, Merlin's Rest, which is next door. Those yeah. people listen to the show yeah, and yeah, they're big yeah. fans of Weekly Dish. Huge whiskey fans. I mean, I'm a huge whiskey fan of their list. Yeah, they just, and they, they have, have the a, Bible, the whiskey Bible. Yes, and mm-hmm. they look, I know they're big fans of the show. They're probably listening. Then across the street was Savory Bakery, which is just a bakery window. Yeah. And I, they, uh, the folks at uh, Launa Bread could not say enough about the Savory Bakehouse across right, the street. right. I thought, well, this is amazing. There you know, was a vintage store right there. You know who brings us Savory Bakehouse? No. Is Jay. Jay Buller. You're kidding. No. Yeah. That's where he gets his yes. treats from that he brings yes. us. Yes. Jay uh, is a fan of the and show. Doll. Jay and yeah, Doll. Jay. They, and they bring us Savory Bakehouse whenever they, that was when okay, we were Okay, that's Cervix, what it is. They brought right. us that big, huge piece. Okay, so continuing on in just my travels of... Uh, one more place I want to mention that's going to be on the lookout for. I did have an opportunity to spend some time in food building. Yeah. And I talked with Diane Moa. She's like there. Construction is happening, happening in earnest. I know. She's very excited. It's at the overwhelming stage of picking flatware and tile and yeah. seats and all those things. Um, and then I just want to give a shout out to the Curry Diva. I had a dinner at my house that Stephanie came to, some other friends. Should the, we, let's talk about her like, in the next hour. Yeah, next let's second. do it. Let's All do right, that. so we'll go ahead and take a break. Yep. We will do better clock management. Yep. Uh, we will actually break on time, and we will come back and talk about the dinner that we had with Heather Jans from the Curry Diva when we come back on the Weekly Dish. All right, welcome back to the Weekly Dish. We are live at the Home and Garden Show. I think the doors are officially getting ready to open at 10 a.m., We will be in the back right-hand corner in the backyard lounge. You can come and grab yourself a seat or Papa Squad, as Steph likes to say. I like to say Papa Squad. uh, Adirondack chairs. (laughs) 
You get yelled at for saying that? I have one particular human, and maybe she's listening. I know she hates it every time I say, Papa Squatch. She's oh, like, that- you don't know what that means. I'm like, I... I actually That's hilarious. decided to tell you what that I found means. out what Netflix and chill meant. Oh, just I now? Just, thought, just now? Um, uh, within the last six months, huh. I was. I said to someone in the workplace, like, oh, are you just going to have like Netflix and chill? And he was like looking at me, and then everyone else was laughing. And maybe you, do you know this? Yes. Okay, I thought Netflix and chill just meant like it's of a course, Friday night, what you're going to watch like. Netflix and yeah. hang out on the couch and eat well, popcorn. It does mean that, but it also means the other Apparently thing. it means sex. Yes, I know. Like, I had no idea. Welcome to like 2012, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, so Jesus. I was like, so you're just going to like watch Netflix? And he was like, well, ah. Uh. Yeah, very... Anyway. Yeah, okay. sorry, but that happened. There we go. Uh, so... So, we had a dinner party at your I house. I did, and part of the... Someone asked me, like, well, why did you have this dinner party? I did it for a couple of reasons. One reason is our friend Heather Manley from Crooked Water Spirits. I interviewed her for an event that we did at the Lexington on my podcast, and we were just talking about that, like, people make dinner parties super complicated, and they don't have enough of them. And it's so joyous when you do, and everybody loves to gather at someone else's house, but we just make it like this big thing that prevents us from doing it. Yeah. So she was like, I just want to people to have more dinner parties because it's fun. Yeah. It doesn't have to be complicated. No. And then you, like a week after we had that conversation, you had your dips and drinks party. Yes. Which was in your basement with your gal pals. Dips and bishes. Yeah. So I was like, that is super cute. Yeah, that is like, and that's a low key, like, like if you're like, oh, I can't do it because I don't want to get out of my jammies. So make a dinner party out of your jammies. Yeah. And like everybody came over in pajamas and slippers and, you know, it was just like everybody bring a dip because everybody's like what, you know, everyone wants to bring stuff and necessarily it's like if you're having a dinner party, it's hard to manage other people's plates necessarily. But if everyone's bringing dips and that's the party, that works out. And it's easy so i uh was i decided to have a dinner party there's been a number of one of my goals for 2024 was to reconnect with people that i have lost touch with since the pandemic yeah like people i just like and haven't seen or even new people that i follow on instagram that kind of intrigue me based on what they do i'll just call them for coffee so i've been doing that so heather jans is someone i'd lost contact with she is the curry diva she makes curries that I usually would eat at Sea Salts because she always has a curry on their menu. But she was doing these pop-ups at Butter Bakery, and I went to a dinner that she had uh, that was a dinners behind the menu dinner. Oh, right, right, right. And I was like, wow, Heather's food is so amazing. It would be great to ex- get more people to experience it because people have, people feel sort of like curry, I think, like they feel about goat cheese. Oh, Oh, what? I know. But <laughs> I don't... A lot of people have feelings about goat cheese. Like when you say there's goat cheese in something, they immediately are like, ugh. Really? And some people feel that way about curry. I think people don't know what a curry is. Correct. That's the thing. And curry isn't an actual dish. Curry is... Gravy. Curry is... Yeah. It's the spice. It, it's the... it's the. And it's just like a sauce. Yeah. And it can be a million versions right. of a sauce. Raghavan would have said that a hundred times. And that's why his book is called 660 Curries. Yes. Like, because there's a lot. And I think you get like stuck in like your head, like maybe you had a bad curry experience or maybe the smell didn't really appeal to you, but there's a million ways that you can have curries and chutneys and condiments. So Heather Jans does this at Butter Bakery every Saturday night. You can go just like a restaurant and make a reservation, or you can also pick up takeout from there. Mm-hmm. It was super delicious. I gave her a jar of pickles when I saw her and she brought the pickles back to me in a smaller jar that she had made a chutney out of the pickles. Oh, fun! 
fun. And she'd like made her own mustard and pickles, and then it had all these peppers in it. Yeah, a tiny bit of curry. It was so good and so spicy and so lovely. And so let's 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 level set on something here. This is something that you can also do. Heather yes. is while she's doing pop ups at Butter Bakery, she's also available to come and cook in your home. And this is the difference. This is like having a dinner party when someone is there cooking for you versus having a dinner party where you're like, Oh my god, how am I gonna time this? I'm gonna be stuck in the kitchen. I have to do this. This is a really good way of leveling up for your friends. And what's great about Heather too is that she's gonna stand there and she's gonna tell you stories from her childhood that are about, you know, what she got to eat and water was a treat and you know but her whole thing with the ayurvedic activations is that she's helping you she's feeding you so that your body can uh be nourished in a different more important way and that's also like part of the show and so it was part of the show and i feel like if you're doing that like that's if you're gonna have a you're want to have someone come in and cook for you she is a very like you know vital and vibrant person and, and fun it's a good time like we we loosely Delicious talked about the menu good time. Came, she came at 5 30 and at, things that you would never make on your own no my like, guest came at 6 30 she brought a helper with her i didn't i sat down at the table yeah. and dined with my guests yeah so i wasn't like popping up every single second she just made it so easy for me to have everybody in my home, and it was a joy. Yeah, and I'm gonna. So I wanted to tell you about one other person because another friend of mine asked me if I'd heard of this person this week um, because she had attended another dinner party with the same idea. And this is young man from M- it's youngmansmsp.com. If you find it, they used to have a they used to have a little restaurant. They have a food truck. They have uh, they do have a food truck. I don't know if they're launching it, but they do hibachi in your home. Think about that. They bring these flat tops. They bring the whole, you know, Blackstone, and they can park it on your back, you know, on your backyard, um, on your patio or whatever. And they basically, uh, it's like it's like a hibachi party. It's like you're at um, Benihana. Yeah, Ichiban or Benihana's, and they're like doing the the cooking and the flipping. How and like, fun! It's so fun. And I thought about it, and I was like, we, I, we need to do that this summer. Once yeah, I get my patio, yes. Once I get bricked in, I'm like, we're totally having a hibachi party back there. Also, if you and this is a summer thing, but Nash and Gather will do the picnic. Yep. Where they will bring everything, including the pillows, including the mats, including the cute shrubs, like There's all of that, of and do, do a do picnic for you, yeah. either at your home or in a park. If you want to plan an engagement, they like they can create a romantic setting for you. And then Chef Don Saunders, too, is a private chef. Is he still doing that? He is still doing it, and you can find him on Instagram. So, all right, we're going to take a break. We're live at the Home and Garden Show. We've got another great hour coming up in hour two. We'll be right back.